Welcome back to another edition of the Racing Mindcast, the show that helps athletes slow down their minds so they can race past their limits. I'm Chris Haig. And I'm Morgan Bickerbach Baby. And on today's episode of the Racing Mindcast, we're going to start off with a discussion about recovery days and off days and when you need to take them, how often you need to take them, and the importance of taking them. And how to take them, I think, is also another issue yeah. we need to talk, talk about. From there, we are going to go on to the Bayer Bonk section, part two, and we have a very special treat, the Nugo, which is new to us, the Nugo chocolate chip cookie, which yeah. is their response to the... Complete cookie. Yeah, the Lenny and Larry complete cookie, uh, which ain't so complete. Well, it's complete in a lot of things. We'll talk about that. And then we are going to finish up with the year of fear. So with uh, no further ado, is that is that the expression? I, I guess. Let's just launch straight into it and talk about rest days and recovery days. Now, if you flop, uh, flashback to last episode, we talked about me coaching Morgan. And one thing that has come up in our coaching process is that I actually haven't given you a lot of off days. No, I two. Two off days that were impromptu uh, because of stress and tra uh, travel and uh, a little bout of, I think you wasn't, I wouldn't say it full-blown cold, no. but you caught something first week back of school. Yeah. And that's when, uh, which is only to be expected, especially when you're starting in a new environment yeah. and you're under a lot of petri dishes of undergraduate students who are nasty and have no hygienic and they sleep around and <laughs> um, they like to pass Judge, germs to each other. Judgy Wudgy mm, wasn't there. Yes. Uh, uh, anywho. <laughs> uh, but one of your, uh, one of the people on our, on, on your team, yeah. On your your, your sports team, your yeah. nutritionist brought up the fact you know when are you taking off days? Yeah, and she, well, she asked me like how many yeah, days a week are you working at, uh, working out? And I said mm, seven usually. And she said well, when are your rest days? And I said well as needed really, because um, as far as I knew that was kind of the approach. But then I asked you about it, um, like what is your, how do you envision my rest days? I suppose. Um, and what did you say? And it really does vary by athlete mm -hmm. and. So my philosophy, and I think Les supports this in Braveheart, uh, in just the Braveheart umbrella program, my philosophy with off days is take them when you need them mm -hmm. and schedule them in so that you don't fly too high. Mm -hmm. And so for you in the past, you know, solid couple blocks of training, if you look at your overall training stress and the way I measure training stress is not only how you feel, mm -hmm. how you sleep. How your mental energy in the morning, mm -hmm. your stress levels in the morning. So I take all these subjective measures of how you're feeling, the feedback that you give me, mm -hmm. which is really, really important. Also looking at uh, your menstruation cycle, and that that factors into it. Yeah. I have to I have to take that into account sure. because that that will influence because it influences your hormones. That will influence how you're feeling. That will influence how you recover. Yeah. That influences nutrition. So it, I have inflammation, to inflammation, all kinds of things, all in sleep. Yeah. I have to factor all of that in. Mm -hmm. I also look at travel. When is your next block of travel? Because mm -hmm. I know you're going to California yeah. soon, mm -hmm. and won't be able to train as structure uh, in a, such a structured environment as you do here. Right. So all of those subjective measures I have to take into consideration mm -hmm. and take a long-term approach and take the micro approach and see how are you feeling day to day? Are you recovering from your workouts? Are you feeling your workouts properly? Mm -hmm. Are your hormones responding properly? And I measure that with sleep, overall mood, mental fatigue, energy, etc. 
So I take those subjective measures, mm -hmm. and then I also look at the objective measures. And uh, for objective measures, it's uh, I use Training Peaks and I use WKO4, which calculates training stress. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the models of the graphs, you will see a nice little line that goes up and down by the day. So if you did it like an elliptical today, that's going to be less stress than if you did an hour run or right. the hill repeats last. So you will see up and down, almost like the stock market, you'll see an up and down trend all the way up. Uh -huh. Eventually, that won't go in a linear progression. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you have to dip down, back down to allow your body to adapt to those Recharge. changes. Because your training has been so, mar uh, I'm going to say marginal, but so gradual steps, yeah. that you're able to, within the week, recover from your workouts. Yeah. It's not like we're drowning you in stress and no. training stress no. but within the week i've built in recovery be it through cross training on the elliptical mm -hmm. through biking mm -hmm. through less intensive running days yeah. through all of that and making sure that you are getting those recoveries and i'm seeing that you're adapting well mm -hmm. that's why i haven't given you an off day if for though you had been under a lot of stress mm -hmm. if you had been not getting enough sleep or sick or sick mm -hmm. if you had been complaining complaining of mental fatigue or lethargy mm -hmm. or just being moody mm -hmm. then that would have been indicators to me whoa we need to back off right we need to schedule an off mm -hmm. day and i guess it helps that you're you know usually in the next room yeah to know pretty much when and how i'm feeling but even if you weren't, let's say, like, well, for California, for example, we're yeah. going to have to communicate over training peaks right. and Skype. through text message. Yeah. And that's that's what I've always done with my athletes. Yeah. Yeah. It is easier, to, though, to see you in person. And when yeah. I was coaching in college, it was easier to see, you know, John, you're not sleeping at all. You've got a term paper coming up this Saturday or this Friday. Mm -hmm. You're not working out today. Go home. Get some sleep. You're not doing today's workout. And it's yeah. easier to see that in person because right. you see the bag under yeah, their yeah. eyes. And they're going to, you know, kick and fuss, but... There's less room you need, to hide. There, it, there's no point in doing the workout if you're not able to recover from the workout. Sure. And that's something that we've been working on. Mm -hmm. And I try to work on with all my athletes is making sure that we are progressing, we're consistent, and we're managing stress. Both yeah. emotionally, work and family, but also the stress of the workouts. Yeah. And that's, I think, we've been doing really, really well, which is why you haven't been getting a lot of a lot of off days. And to be clear, in the it's traditional not like sense. I was asking for off days, because if I was asking for off days, that would be an indicator mm -hmm. in itself that right. I needed one. But, but it was more that I was getting feedback from other members of my, mm -hmm. my health team that were saying, well, when are you having rest days? Because I, I guess kind of in the, you know, general, you know, general public, if you have, if you're training, there's always an expected off day mm -hmm. in the, in a seven week cycle. There's an off day usually, or you know the the typical three days a week of working out. Mm -hmm. So just in terms of the kind of general population, there's this expectation that you get off days. Right. So you what your approach is is much more tailored mm -hmm. to how I'm responding to what you're giving me, rather than you know let's prescribe you this off day regardless of if you need it or not mm -hmm. which i find really frustrating to get an off day even if i'm feeling oh, okay. rearing to go mm -hmm. like in the past when i've been working at when i worked out and having off days even when i i wake up you know wanting a workout 
I think you should really take those, oh, yeah. like, take those days when you're feeling like, God, I really wish I could run right now, but it's my rest day. Like, I, having a program mm -hmm. where that is, like, you know, following your heart almost is is a really good, um, it's a really good design right. because when you, when you authentically feel like a rest day, you take one. Mm -hmm. And when you want to spend the day on a trail, you do it. And you enjoy it, and that 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 recharges your motivation. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really athlete led. I like it. Mm -hmm. And there is a caveat, though. Yeah. And we, we were talking about this when we were talking about California. When yeah. you're going to California, it's like, oh, what what is my training going to look like? Mm -hmm. And and that week that you're in California, it's everything's going to be under an hour, mm -hmm. and I want you to get outside. Oh yeah. Because yeah. I want you to recharge outside, and that that the reason why another reason why I haven't given you a complete down week or complete recovery week mm -hmm. is because I have saw California on the future and like mm -hmm. let's get a little bit extra stress before that trip mm -hmm. and then use that trip to recharge mm -hmm. and allow you to go out and get on the trails of Northern California and yeah. enjoy it and without having the pressure of oh I gotta get this workout in I gotta go on to the station park I have to get you know go to the Y get mm -hmm. onto the station bike or get onto the elliptical at the gym mm -hmm. which you know you're in Northern California you should use yeah. the resources there yeah. and that's going Plenty to be yeah that's going to be a recharge and yeah. also we talked about how you don't travel too well both mm -hmm. of us don't travel too well we talked about this on previous episodes mm -hmm. it takes some adjustments yeah. for travel especially for both adjuster. of us and yeah. so you're in your week away you're going to have two or three days that you're not going to feel great mm -hmm. in which case you are really going to need to listen to your body and not overstress it right when you're traveling mm -hmm. when you get back though we're going to start that gradual progression mm -hmm. so that this goes back to the not flying too high because training is not a linear line right it's cyclical you have to go up and then you have to go you have mm -hmm. to do a little correction and then you have to go back and I've, mm -hmm. i'm myself i'm working with les with this and it can be frustrating, oh, yeah. but you do need that those corrections to allow your body to fully adjust. Mm -hmm. But in the traditional model of three weeks on, one week off, or two weeks on, yeah. one week off, that that doesn't work for, for everyone. For everyone, yeah. or for most athletes, I'm sure there are people it's a it very conservative work. approach. Yeah, it's a very cookie cutter. It's approach. very cookie cutter, and I don't like that. And yeah. With most of my athletes, some you know need a off day because of the you know the stress of their work or the stress of their lifestyle. Or they're having a baby. Or they're like, having whatever. a baby. <laughs> they need more recovery. Right. And it, it, age also plays into that. Mm -hmm. You know, master athletes. If you are a coach who is coaching master athletes, you need to be fully aware that they're not going to recover as quickly from right, hard workouts. Sure, it's going to take two or three days versus a college athlete who's going to rebound the next day and want to hit the track again. Yeah. So you need to be very aware and. Of aware of how the athlete recovers because it varies from athlete to athlete. And it will vary within that athlete mm -hmm. depending on their age, depending on their, you know. Life circumstances. Yeah. Or, you know, hormonal cycle, yeah. whatever. And that's, you know, if you coach female athletes, you need to be aware of that hormone cycle. Yeah. And what it can do, especially with, uh, with the, uh, with the fluctuations in estrogen, mm -hmm. because estrogen does affect recovery. Yeah. And how in muscle uh, muscle recovery mm -hmm. and also carbohydrate burn, mm -hmm. you need to make sure that your program complements those monthly cycles. Sure. Uh, or pregnancy. Or pregnancy. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's a that's whole different argument. I haven't. Bottom. Yeah. All I have, I have yet to coach an athlete who's been pregnant, uh, but that is another. Yeah, because you can do it. You just have mm -hmm. to do it safe, safely, yes. and you have to kind of take into consideration consideration those unique circumstances. Mm -hmm. 
But I agree with you. Taking having an off day just because you quote unquote should have an off day, it's a cookie cutter approach and doesn't it's always pointless. benefit you. Yeah, it, like you're giving a dose of something they don't need when they mm -hmm. don't need it, and when they do need it, you're not giving it to them. And it really comes down to consistency. If that mm -hmm. keeps you consistent in your training, mm -hmm. then go for it. Yeah. But there are better ways, in my opinion, to make sure that you are consistently training without having to take a complete off day. Yeah, especially for people who the rest days are frustrating at mm -hmm. the best of times. If you just give them to them because it's that time of the week to give it to them, mm -hmm. you're just frustrating your athlete unnecessarily, mm -hmm. which I think just you know creates a bit of a friction in the dynamic between mm -hmm. the coach and the athlete. Um, but when those, when those off days do come, dealing with that frustration, yeah. I think it's the coach's responsibility to say, we need this. Look yeah. at the training that we've done in the past couple this of weeks. This is part of training. This is part of training. Yeah. We're going to recharge you. And the reason why we're taking the off day today is because, and then list out your yeah. reasoning, and then also say, but we're going to come back and we're going to do this, this, and this, and this. Because it can feel for the athlete like you're being benched. Yeah. Um, and I know it's not, but like if all of you've been going on this high of endorphins mm -hmm. and you know just positivity and motivation, and then next day, it you know you see the little couch icon on training page. Got icon so much. It's 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 very anticlimactic. Mm -hmm. It's very kind of oh, what did I do wrong? Like why am I being benched? In recovery days shouldn't be on the couch. No, no, yes, no, you no, should no. recover oh, fully. No. Yeah, that's and why I, I hate that icon as well, because it, that's the last place you should be. And I think a lot of people misconstrue recovery days with either not doing anything as at all, bed rest. or doing everything, you know, all the chores that they've left up until, yeah. so mowing the lawn, doing, you know, vacuuming, doing yeah, all the laundry, yeah, yeah, yeah. doing all the dishes, painting the side of the house, all of those things, that's not recovery either. No. So my recovery days look very different from a non-traditional from other coaches because i do i say you know you're going to be doing resistance band training you're going to be doing these stretches i want you to sleep in i want you to do a little bit of meditation uh, i want you to do some goal settings what worked well for this past mm -hmm. this past training block and what's what are your goals for the next training block maybe some stretching maybe some yoga maybe some foam, foam rolling, rolling. Mm, your oh, favorite yeah but it's that's recovery days aren't Couch days. No, they are not. They are not bed rest mm -hmm. days. Even like on the Tour de France, they they will go out for an hour easy ride just to turn over, as they say, the substrates. Yeah. Uh, just to, because they because they're going at such a high intensity, if they do take an off day, they'll gain like five pounds of water weight. Right, because they're just so inflamed. Mm -hmm. So they got to work that out. And yeah. that's that's part of recovery. But days. they are a slightly different species. Yeah. I'm not training you <laughs> like a Tour de France athlete. No, I hope not. Uh, nor you know seven days of workouts of the wad of the day uh, CrossFit style. That's. I don't have the. I don't have it, the personality. If you are a CrossFitter, then if you are a CrossFitter mm -hmm. or a Tour de France rider, we would be we would be recovering a little bit. We're taking recovery. I would say differently, not yeah. more seriously, because we are taking recovery seriously, mm -hmm. but we would be approaching it differently. Anywho, that concludes this section, part one. part one. We will be back in a GIF with Buy It or Bonk. And welcome back to the Racing Mindcast. We are on to part two, Buy It or Bonk. Tell, tell us what we're going to review today. You're going to say, tell the ladies and gentlemen <laughs> what we have today. So we have Nugo's response to Lenny and Larry's cookies. Uh, so they, I only saw two flavors. I saw double chocolate 
chip and this which we have is dark chocolate chip cookie so it's a chocolate chip cookie essentially and we are in Canada, uh -huh. so we do get things a little late. So this I'm is new assuming, to us. Yeah, I'm assuming um, they're in the States by yeah. now. Um, and it's vegan, gluten-free, non-GMO, just like the Lenny mm -hmm. and Larry's. 16 grams of protein, just like the Lenny and Larry's. And pretty much the macros are exactly the same. And they do it by half cookie, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So for half a cookie, it's 190 calories, which is pretty... Pretty steep. high. Pretty steep. For how many grams? How uh, many grams 50 is grams. So okay. 100 grams is a whole cookie. Um, it's like Pop-Tarts where they have two Pop-Tarts mm -hmm. and then they say per pastry. Um, 8 grams of fat per half cookie. Uh, 23 grams of carbs per half cookie. 6 grams of fiber per half mm, cookie. Decent. 13 grams of sugar per half cookie. And 8 grams of protein per half cookie. So to put this in context, it's 26 grams of sugar for the whole entire cookie and 380 calories for the whole cookie. Yeah. Uh, and how, many, how much fiber? Uh, for the whole cookie? Yeah. 12. Tw so 24... Uh, 12 grams for the whole cookie. Yeah. So uh, it's, oh, thank you. Cookie. It's not the best of. It's not the best solution. It's not the best, it's a cookie. Yeah. It's a cookie. It's, it's it, a glorified it, I would protein say it, cookie. It's on par with gas station cookies as far as It microbes. smells like a cookie. It smells like a cookie too. It has a. It smells like It has fruity. like a, fat, uh, a fake chocolate smell to it. Well, I doubt it's real chocolate because that would just be insane. Although I don't remember how much this was, so it could be. Is it vegan? It's kosher. No. Oh. Uh, it is. Vegan. Top. It is vegan. Okay. Uh, and always deliciously baked, they say. Hmm. What do you think? Tastes like a Lenny and Larry's cookie. It's thicker than a Lenny and Larry's cookie. It's less it's, crumbly, which yeah. I like. It's more. It's like a chewy chocolate chip cookie. Mm -hmm. Like it is chewy. It's not a crisp cookie. But just it. it it has the same consistency of a chips. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I should have shown you all back on the home. It's got the same consistency as a soft baked, chewy chips ahoy. Yep, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Which I like more like, than Lenny and Larry's. It tastes like um, a chocolate liqueur, though. Mm hmm. That's because what I was saying with the smell. It tastes a lot like um, like what chocolate flavor tastes mm -hmm. like. like. Or Nesquik. It tastes like Nesquik. Very watered down Nesquik. Yeah, like um, cho like cho hot chocolate mix. Mm -hmm. Very it's, watered down yeah, hot chocolate yeah, yeah. mix because I, you know, I would triple the serving size on that. Hmm. All right, I've got my review. Mm. I noticed I have four. Really? The chocolate chips are too strong for me. All right, I'm gonna for texture. I'm gonna give it two points. Taste. I'm gonna give it two points. Mm -hmm. Macros. I'm gonna give it negative one point. <laughs> So five. so we're down. No, that's two and two minus one. So mm. we're down to three. And because they put the two servings per cookie, I'm gonna give it another negative one point. Oh. So I'm gonna give it a two. I'm gonna okay. give it a two. Actually, yeah. I was trying to be generous. Yeah, two makes sense. It's two. I'll give it a half point for being vegan. Two and a half. <laughs> it's better than Lenny and Larry's, which is saying something. Mm -hmm. Um, given that they only have two flavors, that's kind of disappointing. But texture-wise, definitely is above Lenny and Larry's. Otherwise, it's about on par, which I don't like. So, two. Makes sense. Or 2.5? Yeah, 2.5 because it's vegan. Fine. 2.5. 2.5. C or D. And bonk. Bonk. All right. That concludes Buy It or Bonk. That was quick and efficient. Yeah, quick and efficient. And we are going to be back with part three, The Year of Fear.
and welcome back with to part three, the year of fear. So just to warn you all, we are recording this ahead of time. So we actually haven't done the fear quite yet. But they're scheduled. But they are scheduled. So just a brief recap. I am the week of, or the week before Halloween, so October 22nd, uh, I'm going to have pizza. Mm -hmm. And you can read all about that. Like fear a real and, pizza. A real pizza, not mm -hmm. lean cuisine. And you can read all about that. And then the week after that, I'm going to be ha I'm going to be training without my Garmin. Naked. Naked. Uh, and then the week after that, I'm going to do a repeat. And I am not going to weigh myself for a week. Okay. I have gotten into the habit of weighing myself daily. Uh, sometimes more than daily. Uh, just habitually. And it's starting to play with my mind. And I want to step back. And I want to not care about that for a whole week. Which is going to be tough. Uh, because it's part of my morning routine, yep. uh, and I won't, I'll go I... more into my morning routine uh, in the blog post. But it is, it's problematic, and I want to yeah. step away and see if I can do it. They see if I can go I... with the week without weighing myself. We might want to just take the scales out of the bathroom. Yeah, I think that would be. <laughs> she said scales, and she does mean plural. Yes, we have more than one. Uh, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that will be part of the blog post, so you'll find the reasoning there. But it is, it's becoming an obsession, and I need to step away from that and reset. Reset. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go a week without weighing myself. Okay. I am going to do a workout naked as well Ooh. this week. Uh, the week that. You're not weighing yourself, mm -hmm. um, so that'll be interesting. As both your coach, you're my coach, so you won't necessarily. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. I don't know if I'm gonna have. I think you're gonna do it like. Or this is how I would recommend yeah. it. I'm sorry to cut you off there. Uh -huh. um, this is how I would recommend doing it. This is how I'm doing it. Is I've got on my Garmin, uh -huh. uh, and you might have a new toy that week too. Mm -hmm. We'll see. You can set it to have you know. All these different metrics that have nothing to do with training. So you can do sunrise, you can do sunset, you can have time of day. Just not looking at just numbers not the yeah. whole time. And no notifications, no notifications, so no mile alerts, nope. no heart rate alerts, no power alerts. Mm -hmm. So you're just looking at time with no notifications, mm -hmm. even from your phone. And that's the that's the way I would recommend doing yeah. it. Is record all the data so, so that, that I can see it. So that you have it, and I don't. Mm -hmm. Got it. And that's what that's what I'm doing with with Les. Is I'm showing it, but I'm recording it so that it can do post workout but it's analysis. Not, it's not dictating your workout exactly. So that is going to be uh, that's your week of fear. That's going to be yeah. And that's going to be just for all of those of you who are following at home. That is going to be the week of. November the, let's see here, oh, one second, uh, great podcasting here, yeah. well done, well done, Mr. Haig. Live scheduling. Yes, <laughs> that will be week, the week of November 6th, mm -hmm. so, yeah, with that, oh. I think that wraps up today's episode, once again, please leave your comments below, please subscribe, please hit that like button, really helps us out a lot, if you have any suggestions on what to review for Buy It or Bonk, or discussions on about coaching, training, or whatever underneath the sun, just let us know and we will address them. You can do that in two ways, leave a comment below or head over to BraveheartCanada.com and leave us a comment and submit an email. With that, <sighs> this week, don't forget to breathe.